Welcome to the Fit Femme Project Alignment Podcast. It is here that we cultivate and gather all who have been through it in fitness, relationships, careers, lifestyle changes, and unforgettable crucial life pivots trying to achieve their most sovereign selves. We're here to provide you with thought-provoking, detailed stories and information from truly fascinating men and women from all walks of life, professions, generations, and modern-day sagas who speak to their rawest, darkest moments that made them the strong, decisive, humble, helpful, healing people that they are today. We ask them to hold nothing back because life is a multi-dimensional pursuit to be stronger, healthier, and more aligned mentally, emotionally, and physically. Let's go. Hi everyone, Coach Nicole Tearaway here. And in case you haven't noticed, I'm not Caitlin. <laughs> That's because I am interviewing our very own Caitlin Bundy today. Hi, Caitlin. Hi. <laughs> this is nice. <laughs> well, and the reason is because she is has done such a phenomenal job of interviewing everyone so far, like on the team where you're about to. And I was like, have you been interviewing? She's like, no. And I was like, well please let me because <laughs> you're fascinating and I have all these questions. So that's what we're going to talk about today is you're going to get to know Caitlin. If you're a client inside the FitFem project, you have worked with her on some level, very likely if you're one of, um, you know, with me, like I like to get on Enneagram calls with my clients and that's her. You get an Enneagram call with Caitlin. The um, one and only. The one and only. <laughs> so <laughs> we're going to get to know Caitlin because she's oh. kind of this, she's just, she's in this, she's in the scenes. And if you don't see her face, like she is there. So she's a huge part of the entire company. And I was like, the behind have, the scenes, but yeah, yeah. Well, and the front, like yeah, a little calls, bit, like, but we have to get to know her more. She's amazing. Yeah. So let's start with, um, this is so nice. Is I like, I'm glowing right now. Are we going <laughs> to talk about me? <laughs> yes. Anyway, go ahead. Well, okay. Yeah. So one, when I first, I'll just, I'll say when I first met Caitlin, um, I was really, I was just in awe of how much confidence she had. Because it's a confidence that I just didn't have. Can you hear me? Oh, I'm going to cry. But it's <laughs> like you, there, when, I, when I met you, it was because you and Casey were very close. And you still are. Yeah. So I was like, well, how did they meet? If you don't mind telling us, like, how did you and Casey meet? Because I feel like ever since, you've been there since the very beginning, if not earlier. With the Fit Fem Project. Yeah, well, yeah, right before it changed to what is now called the Fit Fem Project, mm -hmm. it, it was still just Team Casey mm -hmm. for like two or three months. And then it got to the Fit Fem Project, something like that. Uh, yeah, so Casey and I met. We still debate on what year it actually was because I honestly cannot remember. I think it was 2017. Who was it? What helps with my timelines is who I was dating. Okay. <laughs> Who was I dating? That that would, that would have been. Gosh, I can't believe how much I fit into my twenties. Do you ever think that? Yeah. Yeah. How did I get through? How anyway, is that possible? I yeah. know. <laughs> so um, I'm pretty sure it was 2017 that we met. That's pretty fair. If not, it was 2018. No, it had to have been 2017. I'll ask her. <laughs> but I was a massage therapist at the time. I still technically am, but that was my career back then. That's what paid the bills. Uh, don't recommend that <laughs> especially if you're supporting yourself do not do that anyway so I was a part of this app called soothe have you ever heard of that uh-uh 
So it's like an Uber for massages. Oh. So I sign up as a a uh, massage therapist and then I just get notifications of people requesting massages whether it's within the hour or scheduled out the next day. Usually it was like same day okay. so I could pick it up if I wanted to and it was just really cool extra cash. They're expensive though and the therapist didn't get paid a lot. Mm compared to how expensive I think it was like 120 bucks an hour for a client to pay that's a that's lot a lot that's a lot yeah but it is in your house and it that oh, that's nice yeah that's, that's very cool. accommodating and I'm yeah. like I could be I was not charging that at the time for house calls <laughs> that would have been very helpful so <laughs> she had requested and I picked it up and it was so you know Casey's like intimidating to a yes. lot of people <laughs> I I have gotten that a lot in my life where people are like, oh, you're so intimidating. I thought you were a completely different person before I really got to know you. Like basically thought I was a bitch. Oh, what? Well, my face might say that, but <laughs> and people will say they're like, that's impossible. I've changed a lot over the years. So <laughs> um, it was funny because she lived in this building downtown that had, it was one apartment building, but it was separated. They were two separate buildings okay. of the same apartment complex. Okay. That's a better way to put it. And I took forever to find parking. I was running late and I, it, my blood pressure goes through the roof if I am late, <laughs> especially when it comes to work. And that, you know, I want to be respectful, obviously, of a client's time. I don't want to miss out on any tips, you know, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So I was running behind and I could not figure out what building she was in. And I'm trying to call her anyway. So I finally find she's like, you know, she's super scheduled. So she had her own client calls and I kept, I was like, I'm so sorry. I'll be there in a minute. Like, yeah. ah! And I'm like lugging this table. Wait, no, she had a table, which was a huge save because looking at mother effort around <laughs> it's just not fun and uh so i was late and she opens the door and you know her eyebrows are <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> and she's just like hi and i'm like i'm so sorry like i would be mad not mad but i would be irritated she obviously was did the appointment it was fine and then she requested me again i was like oh well that's a turn of events <laughs> i know i do good work but you never know what is actually going to, like, they might like your work, but they were late and that's unprofessional. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to use them again. Yep. But she requested me, I think it was the third time that she had requested me when she, because um, we connected over the kitties and because yeah. of her cats. And uh, she finally asked me, she's like, what do you charge if I just ask you to not go through the app? And so I told her, which is the way to convert. Mm. <laughs> that is that's key. That's why I signed up for that. I was like, this is a great way to get new clients. Yeah. And I could just be like, hi, um, I can <laughs> basically cut those prices in half if you just call me directly. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what we started doing. And I was working on her for a whole, for a while, once a week. And for a while, it was twice a week I was working on her. And then see, I had no idea that this was how you guys start. I thought yeah. she signed up for like an Enneagram call with you. And that's how no. you guys met. But this is so fascinating. Sorry, yeah. keep going. I'm just no. intrigued. <laughs> yeah. We love time. It's funny that she's not here. So wondering what her side of the story would be. But oh. it's accurate. It's accurate. <laughs> but this is my experience. So I can't remember how long it had been where we finally started hanging out on a personal level. She invited me out to brunch at a spot that is now sadly closed. Oh. They were celebrating. I think she had just gotten done with the Olympia. 
I don't know what it was. It was a competition. So she wanted to go out and do a big brunch. Mm-hmm. She had just gotten back. I'm pretty sure it was the Olympia. Anyway, it was a competition that she had just finished, got back into town. And that's how she likes to celebrate or have that big, you know, cheat meal that they do mm-hmm. after a yeah. show. And so we did a big brunch. I got there like 45 minutes early, drank an entire bottle of champagne. <laughs> and because I was like, she's super cool. And I was like, we'd be such good friends. But it was hard to cross that professional boundary because that's what oh. they say when you're lear- in school was do not get involved with anybody on a personal level, especially romantic. And that even if you have them as a client one time and you don't see them again for 10 years, it's still a no, no. I'm like, damn, but I didn't abide by those rules. (laughs) I dated, I've dated two people that I've met that were, it's a no, no. (laughs) So it, regardless, it was still weird and awkward to know how to like, cross those boundaries Mm -hmm. in a a way um so I it really had to be initiated on her end I'm not going to be like hi let's be friends (laughs) so she invited me out and it wasn't until one time she's like I swear we would never hang out if I didn't ask you to do so and I'm like you're right I'm sorry (laughs) because you know it was still crossing those boundaries and so I got used to you have to be the initiator for this relationship uh, we're cool now, though. We're cool. But that's how we met. <laughs> that is so, yeah, that I had no idea. Yeah. I don't know. I, I had no idea. So how long, you said for a year you were? At least. Okay. No, it hadn't sooner than that. Maybe. Before a while. while. Yeah, it was a while that we were just, um, obviously, client and massage therapist, professional. Yeah, I, I never thought about how long it was before we started hanging out. No, the reason I'm like, I love knowing that story is because I literally had no idea. I've known for as long as I've known you, it's because you've been a part of like the business, I guess, whether it was Team Casey, I know it was the business and I know Team Casey was, you know, the first business before the Fit Femme Project. And, but that's where I thought you, and I remember watching a YouTube video where you were, you and Casey, I think, were in the same room, maybe in her kitchen. And you were talking about the Enneagram. What? Or YouTube video? Or was it on a Facebook Live? This was like over a year <gasps> oh, ago. Oh, yeah. When I, that was one of the first calls I had done. I think this was before I was um, on the payroll. <laughs> yeah. So that's where, so I thought you were. Because you were her client. I was a client back then. That's yeah. right. Okay. Because yeah, that she wanted to bring on like specialists mm-hmm. or whatever to bring some little extra value to the, um, the peeps. So wait, so tell me how, so you were already a specialist, you were a massage therapist, you had that specialty, but then like for, for the, the, like the, what I know you as is an Enneagram expert is what I tell my clients. Like, yeah. how did you get into that? And then how'd that become a part of you and the company? I adopted that as my religion. I love the Enneagram <laughs> and I still, expert, it's, uh, it still feels far reached. Do you ever feel that when someone, what do you like mean, this like, is Nicole, she's an expert in health and fitness. Ugh. You know, if if you had said that to me maybe a year and a half or two years ago, like I would have been like feel icky, but like yeah. no, that's not it. But now, like I I don't know what's going on, but I feel pretty. I wouldn't say I'm an expert, but see, I, that's I what can, I'm saying. <laughs> but I know I'm not like not an expert, right? Yeah, okay, that uh, that's fair, and I'm probably being too modest about it. 
But okay. <laughs> so in 2000 and who was I dating? <laughs> I'm serious. I was dating Fernando at the time. The first one. <laughs> there were two. <laughs> oh my God. One was Colombian and one was Peruvian. Oh I told you that. Right. Oh yes. The Peruvian. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, that one was very short. <laughs> this is not what this call is. <laughs> anyway, we, so I was dating him and that was 2016 probably around that time yeah 16 17 okay because i introduced it to casey and it was just i was like she needs this so bad <laughs> and i the enneagram you introduced to her yeah okay. uh-huh so at the time i was feeling really just lonely and i come from a big community back home mm. and i hadn't lived in nebraska since 2010 Oh, so, but for some reason I was just really missing having a group of people that I could go to and talk to and just hang out and have fun. I had some here and there, but I had seen on a Facebook group for Nashville girls, somebody just posted on there. Hey, my friend hosts this wine night on Mondays and we love new people who wants to come like, well, all right, I'll go. It's me. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it was pretty bold. So she sent me a message and it's kind of intimidating walking to a stranger's house full of other strangers. <laughs> and, um, but I was like, I need this. I want to meet new friends. And that's, that's what you got to do when you want to meet new friends. Mm-hmm. You just got to put yourself out there. I'm an extrovert. It's a little easier for me, <laughs> but it was still like, Ooh, scary. Yeah. So it was funny that first time that I went, it was a small enough group is still a lot of girls, but small enough group where we played this two truths and a lie. Okay. I love that game. And that's a good icebreaker game. It was so great because no one knew me at all Mm -hmm. and they didn't know my last name. So Mm -hmm. I was like, one of my truths was I'm related to a serial killer. And everyone, (laughs) everyone's eyes just went really (laughs) wide and they're like, (gasps) (laughs) and this one girl rushes up to me and takes a selfie with me. I'm like, what the fuck? Instantly, they believed. Yeah, because she's a, she was a huge true crime fan, so she like I'm like it's not that related yeah. anyway. So I met a girl there who was into the Enneagram. Hmm. It was a while though that she started talking about it, and I instantly obsessed with things that have to do with personality. Mm. And I didn't really get into the zodiac stuff, but I loved the psychology and your uh, Myers Briggs, and I just love that stuff. Yeah. Because it puts a lot of um, definition to things that were otherwise hard to, to um, describe about a personality. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so it gave me a lot of answers. So she was talking about it. She's like, I'm, I'm having a couple people over and we're going to take the test and talk about your type. And cool. that's where you can learn what yours is. I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. So I went over to her house with some other friends drank some wine. It was the most stressful day I had had. And so I'm taking the test. They were hard questions. It's hard to answer it. And I scored, the, my highest scores were, the okay, I scored a high score, the same score. <laughs> I can't say this. Okay, I had three types that were scored very high, okay. and they were all the same score for three types. Oh. So I'm like, what, what do I do? This isn't, you know, you'd think it'd be like this or that. Yeah. Easy. No. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Because okay. it's so subjective. It's because you have to take it um, 
as instinctually as possible because mm-hmm. it can change okay, because yeah. based on your mindset and you can't take it and answer the questions based off of what you know you should do mm-hmm. versus what you would actually do or what you other people would expect you to do because yeah. that's the better what would you you have to be real with yourself right yeah. so um and the girl who did it she's like I started out thinking I was a type two for the longest time and then she retook it and educated herself more about it and learned that she was actually type nine and oh. her world was expecting her to perform as a type two and that's what made her successful and that's why she typed wrong huh. because she had to have those type two qualities in a way mm-hmm. that uh, made her successful in her life but uh, anyway I could keep talking about it <laughs> so she just told me that just pick one and start reading. <laughs> so I was like, let's start with eight. And so I read it and I, my mind was blown. I, and if you've heard me say this on the calls, I got a hair in my eye, um, that you should feel like somebody's reading your brain. Yeah. And that's exactly how I felt. And I got all the goosebumps and all this. I'm like, it's, this is me yeah. on paper, a lot of paper. <laughs> I'm going to learn. So I just got, you just get so obsessed because it was just defining things about my personality that I would feel ashamed about. Um, because it's a very masculine personality. I'm very type A. I grew up around boys mm-hmm. and, you know, it's just how I am. But well, and for those who don't know, type A is the challenger. The challenger. And that when you read it, especially growing up in the church, the mm-hmm. Christian community, mm-hmm. a type eight in a, in a male is very good. That's what they want in leaders. That's what they want oh. in their men. But women, not so much. And I got in trouble a lot because they would pull me aside. And this is, oh, we, I kind of said this in the last recording <laughs> where people are so intimidated. No, I said this just a minute ago. <laughs> Where people are like intimidated by me and my personality because I'm just so, I'm a lot. Mm -hmm. And I like that. I'm not um, trying to be self-depreciating, but my type A masculine qualities come off very wrong to people. So growing up in the church, I would constantly, or even at jobs, be Mm -hmm. sat down like, hey, we need to talk to you about your behavior and what you did or said to somebody. And I'm like, what? And my heart is breaking because, you know, I have a soft, I'm a softie. At least I, I am now. <laughs> and before I'd be like, I don't care. That's your problem. That sounds like a you problem. Go and manage yourself because I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out that doesn't really work a lot in the world. <laughs> so I would get sat down a lot be like, you really hurt somebody's feelings. And I'm like, what? No, yeah. I did. I, that's not what I meant. I didn't have that intention. And they're like, uh-huh, sure. Like, oh. it was, so I struggled a lot growing up with who I am as a person. I'm very confident and always, because growing up around men, they generally don't have self-image issues. Mm-hmm. So I didn't either. <laughs> but still, there was this battle of my mother, God bless her, Kaylin, be quiet. <laughs> no, that's not very ladylike, you yeah. know. You know, let's just be more. Oh, my mom's the little peacemaker and just perfect little person. <laughs> so reading the Enneagram for the first time, I was like, wow, it's okay that I'm like this. Yeah. This is normal. Yeah. Like, what? I just, so I just devoured everything I could that had to do with the Enneagram and learning about myself. There was one podcast that I listened to. You would like it. It's called The Art of Growth. Who's the host? I can't remember their names. It's been a minute since I've listened to them, but they have these 
Enneagram panels oh. will they will take type twos and just ask them questions and they'll kind of discuss it. Oh. And it's really interesting hearing it different um, people who are the same type kind of talk about their experiences with surrounding a certain subject. So I learned a lot from that. And it in, the Enneagram is Christian based for people who don't know it has very deep um, religious roots. So it was really helpful seeing it in that light mm. and hearing people going through type eight women going through the same thing that I was in the church. Huh. And, um, it's like it was almost like a little bit of group therapy than just that podcast, hearing other people's kind experiences, of. but that are like have the same personality and traits as you. Uh huh. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And that's, and I hearing, especially hearing other people's experiences being similar to mine, mm. even though I was a kid, like a teenager, but they're adults. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Still, it was very similar. And I was going down the same path. Had I kept going, I mean, I still hold on to my religion and my faith. Mm-hmm. I still have that. But being as involved as I was, like going to church like eight times a week, yeah. <laughs> you know, being involved in all the cell groups and all this and being that involved isn't necessarily for me mm-hmm. because I step on people's toes. And my dad, who I know is a type eight, he has to be. <laughs> he, one of the most valuable things he taught me was to challenge my faith. Oh, so he'd be like asking me what we learned in church today or at uh, whatever. Like, yeah, well, we talked about this and that. And he'd be like, well, why do you believe that? Huh? And he'd be like, don't believe something. Don't believe what we say in the spiritual world, Mm -hmm. you know, that religious sector, just because you're, your mom and I are telling you to believe this or the pastor is telling you to believe that you need to find it for yourself oh, wow. and you need to find that experience so that it's yours mm-hmm. and not just because somebody told you to, Yeah, you know? So that's one of the most valuable things he ever taught me. So pushing those boundaries in the church doesn't go over very well <laughs> for those people who don't know. Um, you know, people like to be in that box, even, mm. even with a non, I grew up in a non-denominational church, Christian though. Right. And that's probably the most boundary breaking of the really, cause it's Catholicism is super right in the box. Very traditional. Yes. While Christianity or non-denominational is really on the other end of the spectrum. So we liked that freedom and expressing ourselves Mm. and the way we worshiped and all that stuff. But yet it's still gotta be careful. Yeah. (laughs) And so, um, learning about that Enneagram stuff. And I would hear them talking about it on this panel. I'm just, it's kind of hard to describe because I was so angry. Mm. I was so mad, just so mad that I grew up being like um, contained like Mm. that. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I I was a kid, like what else am I going to do or no, but it would just made me so angry that it was like that. And Mm. that they, expected that of women it was as progressive as we are in that church was it was still very traditional in certain ways I get it you know what I mean (laughs) but just listening to it it really just gave me a lot of closure and things that made me so angry over the years so I'm curious because you know yourself like you've dissected yourself and the Enneagram was such a huge um really compelled you to do that and it's served you like immensely to the point that you help like and I know this because I see it every time we get on a call you help other women understand themselves and answer questions that they may have had or weren't didn't think they could ask or should ask but you 
help them see that, no, that's just part of who you are and that's okay. And that's normal. And, um, but you also, I feel like because you've immersed yourself so much in the, into the Enneagram, like you just described having kind of revisited your, your past with, you know, the lens of the Enneagram, mm. just with how much you understand yourself now, but you're able to do that. I've noticed with other women that you speak with about the Enneagram, like, do you, I guess my question is, do you feel as like, actually it's not a question. It's an observation. You are as well versed about the other types as you are about your own. Like, how did you get yourself to that point? Or do you feel like you're still growing there or like, where are you, I guess, in your expertise with the Enneagram? Well, I learned a lot just by kind of forcing the people around me to take the test. <laughs> like, I gotta know what you are. So yeah. I, so when I'm reading, you know, I might read a chapter on the type seven, but I can't relate it to anybody. So the information is just oh. kind of going in and out of my brain. Mm -hmm. So it was very helpful knowing that it was, well, okay, let me back up. The girl who introduced it to me, mm -hmm. you know, that whole group, I, we were very close by that time. And especially with a few select others. And so everyone knew everyone's Enneagram. Mm -hmm. And I realized the people that I was just the most drawn to were type twos. Aww. Because that's, you know, for people who don't know, that's my point of growth that represent the type, the healthy qualities of the type two represents that innocence, that inner child that was once lost. And so I have <laughs> told you this on the calls before where I would I'd take a bullet for people that are in my inner circle. But when it comes to a type two, get don't. Yeah. Don't you dare look at them. Do not mess with my twos. <laughs> yeah. So it was so cool learning about what I just naturally surrounded myself with because that is, you know, having those healthy characteristics around me helped me grow, mm. you know, and just learning, you know, oh, you're, you're a five. My, I had an ex who was a type five and that taught me a lot because type five is my stress. Oh. <laughs> So I'm always thinking, and I asked the girl who introduced it to me, I'm like, well, he's, he's a five. So is, is he like so stressed out all the time? Because I, the qualities I'm seeing in him are the, not bad qualities, but when I'm in increased periods of stress, I act like him. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm seeing this. I'm like, wow, he's stressed all the time, huh? <laughs> and she goes, no, but you probably think that you do when that's oh. just his normal state whether or not he's a super healthy version or super unhealthy whatever okay. oh so it taught me a lot and that relationship was very important to me and it taught me a lot about myself mm. because of the enneagram and knowing my personal red flags of when i'm in increased periods of stress things like that so it really just started with myself and the calls honestly helped a lot too because if i i don't have a lot let me think i don't have a lot of sixes in my life that i know of I pretty much know everybody's though. <laughs> um, I'm still working on my family. I'm going to get them to take the test. It's a little different. <laughs> but yeah, for example, I don't have a lot of type sixes. So um, if we do somebody who has a, a, if we're doing a call that somebody is, it says that they're a six, I'm going to read up on it and mm -hmm. I'm going to take my notes and that helps me learn, obviously. And those calls are, like I've said, that's just the tip of the iceberg. It's very, because we don't, we haven't gotten into the instincts. Have you heard about those? Yeah, only because of you, but you're right. We don't get into the into No, that's a the whole new level. Oh and honestly, gosh. if we just talked about the three instincts aside from types, you can learn so much about yourself. That's true. Yeah. 
I haven't even, <laughs> I haven't even gone that far with my clients. I just like, I, I like that they can sit on those calls with you because, um, it just answers so many questions, you know, and I have clients who are in their fifties and oh, yeah. they sat in on that call and they're like, Oh my God. Like, and they've made so much faster progress in their time in the FitFem project than they've been trying to make on their own. I feel you know, for years before, but it's, it's a good combination. Like they have not just the Enneagram, they can, anyone can buy a book, but to have someone walk through it and point out examples like you do, yeah. that's what I think you're so good at is, you know, each type at such a level that you can say, Oh, so if you catch yourself doing this, it's because you're stressed or it's because you're in a moment of growth. But like, even they wouldn't have known to mm. point that out for themselves, but you can, cause you're so well versed in this. Thanks. Um, but that that's what is and honestly if it only ever is just the basics that I ever talk about to clients or people on the street that's a I feel like I've done my job because it triggers curiosity it yeah. triggers self-awareness and then they can take it how far ever they want to go yeah. that's what I say at the end of those calls I'm like we're here man if you want to talk about this again get another call like, let's do it yeah and if they do all right if they don't and they want to read their books that mm-hmm. we recommend then they do and that's you know, what triggered mine was I learned about this and I just took it and ran. And that's what I hope for other people, because that's what's so great about the Enneagram is it teaches you such great Mm self-awareness about yourself and improves your relationships around you. Even if you don't know anybody's around you, Mm -hmm. your husband's or your um, co-workers or whatever. (laughs) Side note, my first job that I got... (laughs) after I retired from massage therapy, I had all my coworkers take the Enneagram and I printed out um, their type and then a bunch of characteristics and I put it, I posted it on their desk so everyone else could read it. (laughs) And honestly, it was for selfish reasons because of what I've said before is that if people can at least know mine, be like, oh, this is just Caitlin. You know, Caitlin's not just being a bitch. She's Mm -hmm. just an aggressive, outgoing, intense person Mm -hmm. and you can't, you gotta take it with a grain of salt sometimes. Not an excuse for bad behavior, but oh, Kayla, that's just who she is. You know, you can't, you don't have to take it personally, mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. So yeah. that's why I did that. I like, I forced it on people against their will. <laughs> but I'm so glad you, was it you who suggested that the coaches be on the calls with, uh, with their clients when they're on the Enneagram call with you? That's yeah. been so helpful because I, like, for instance, when we sat on one of the first women I worked with who was a type one, I remember being flustered around her and her check-ins because she would give me minimal information. Mm. And I was like, is she, is, is she just hiding stuff from me? Why isn't she giving me details? Like these other women I work with, turns out she's a type one. If there's not a lot to say, it's because things are actually going well. But I would yeah. not have known that. And I would have still been in agony if I hadn't <laughs> known that she's a type one and learned everything I did on that call with you if you hadn't explained it all. Oh, so, well, good. Yeah, it is helpful so for the helpful. coaches for sure. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Um, wait, where, I feel like where are we going somewhere with that question? Because you talked about coworkers. Oh, I definitely derailed that. My bad. I no, do no, that no. a lot. <laughs> no, okay. It's a, but one thing, um, let's see. Oh, this is what I want to ask you. Where do you see yourself growing with oh. the Enneagram? Like, did you want to become, are you a certified Enneagram coach? Where do you want to think there's a the- real certification for it? There, oh, there probably is somewhere just so somebody can make money. <laughs> but what are your personal oh. desires? 
I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Are you just like having fun where you are? I am having fun where I'm at and just continuously learning more. Mm -hmm. And it would be cool to dive in a little bit deeper with somebody uh, aside from like, let's really chip away at that iceberg a little more and it would be cool and that's helpful for me because everybody is so different you know you you're a type three and so is christine right but you guys are so different that's where those instincts come in god we gotta talk about that (laughs) um and and that that's the cool part and just seeing the consistencies with each type even though you're so different Mm. you know Mm -hmm. so it would be cool to to dive in a little deeper with with some people and that because I'm just a nerd about it all. Mm-hmm. I just want to know. I want to learn deeper. I want to go further. That's just who I am. I just like to push and go and challenge. <laughs> so yeah, that that's I, I really do love where I'm at with it. But maybe go deeper somehow. Yeah. We could talk to Casey, maybe figure that out in the future. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> just throwing that on the universe. Um, okay, so here's my question too. Where did... Because I feel like Casey... How, so how did Casey, you, and the Enneagram come together? I was giving her a massage one time. Okay. And I knew I needed to bring it up to her. I just, I felt it in my soul that she <laughs> needs to know this. And so we we generally talk the whole time through her appointments. And I know how to bring up something when I want to bring it up. <laughs> you know, I think everybody does. Like, you have that ulterior motive. Like, I'm going to work this into the conversation and get to this point. And that's mm-hmm. what I did. And she was like, yeah, that's interesting. Cause she nerds out about that stuff too. Yeah. She wasn't as into the let's read a book and be, have a self-help book that we read. She was not, she's like, I don't read whatever. Now <laughs> look who reads. Yeah. <laughs> I hope she doesn't hear that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was giving her a massage one time. And we just started talking about it out of nowhere. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> and so she's like, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. And I was like, yeah, man. I brought my book over and uh, we just started, I would just read it. She was just blown away. <laughs> and so then she got hooked on it too. And I was like, yeah, girl, it's me and you. We're the same, but different. Okay. So then I can kind of see the progression where she had team Casey and was bringing on the fit Fem project and she was bringing on specialists and you yeah. were specialists. Yeah. And okay. Now I see how it's all come together and where we are now. Oh. That's really cool. So, um, okay. I'm so like, I've loved this like history lesson because it's like, I, I, from a personal level, I've, I didn't understand the Enneagram and when Casey brought on the FitFem project, she was talking the Enneagram. I was very like non-personality test. Like I didn't for my own, like with because I had my own coaching business, which I don't don't anymore, but I, I wasn't focused on that. Yeah. I was very I'm a big I know I was focused on like the polybagel theory and nutrition and fitness. Oh. And so but then when I became a client and we started talking about the Enneagram and I started reading about it, I was like Hang on a second. There's stuff there's here. There's more that, to this. There's yeah. There's like I'm learning about myself from these pages, and like you said, there are a lot of pages. Yeah. And um, but I really appreciated and what I love about uh the vision that Casey has for the Fit Fem project, and I see how it's like a big part of it is from what you were able, what you brought forth, was um, bringing the enneagram into health and fitness 
because it really helps show women, oh, and men, of course, but anyone who reads it, how big of a part that plays in your ability to have a health and fitness goal, but just a health and fitness lifestyle be a part of you. And when you understand yourself to the level that the Enneagram shows you, it just makes that a little easier. It kind of does. Yeah. Yeah. So I've always appreciated that it was like a level of wisdom Mm. that I was like, I don't know where that came from, but that's really cool to see that this is it because it's, it works. That's what I love about it. It's like, it works, but how did you know it was going to work? That's what (laughs) fascinates me. Yeah. But I really like, I really appreciate it. I think it's just, I think it's just genius actually. Wow. So here's a random. Switching gears, huh? Well, kind of. Yeah. Cause like, um, I have, I love, like I've mentioned the Enneagram calls that you do with clients. Mm -hmm. What do you, well, you said you love kind of showing people it opens up that awareness. It gets them curious about it and you want to dive deeper. What have been maybe some of your favorite moments on those Enneagram oh. calls? When somebody starts crying, that always gets me. Oh. I know. <laughs> There's been a few of those. Or you could just tell they're holding back. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, I don't. <laughs> Even as much as a softy as I am, when somebody, when there's an overt display of emotion, I'm just like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> it's nice. Let's just not do that. <laughs> Everyone, I guess, feels a little awkward around somebody who's like crying or, you know, but I, I definitely I definitely love it when that happens because you I don't know what's going on in their brain and mm-hmm. they don't always and I'm not going to necessarily like maybe I should push it a little bit more if somebody starts, you know, behaving like that. <laughs> just being like, well, what's going on with you right now? Like, let's I just keep talking. That's a great question. I asked that too. Like, what, yeah. what's going on? Just get it out. Just let it I out. should. Because um, I also want to be respectful of people's time because it could mm. really go on and on. Um, did that answer your question? Yeah. yeah. Because when they show vulner- vulnerability. The vulnerability is what? Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> it shows that they're facing something maybe they, you know, didn't really know how to before or were yeah. afraid to. And But I think, I feel like, I feel confident or I feel safe enough that I can speak for all the women I work with who've been on those calls with you that they feel like they're in a safe space. Okay. Like, you know, cause you're so approachable, like, and you <laughs> open up that way with those calls. And it's like, you can let your guard down. Even if you don't know what we're going to talk about, it's like, we're just going to have a good time and we're here to learn. And yeah. so if something like tears do come up, it's like, yeah, just, we're so, just, where are you going? Well, it also just shows me kind of, they're going through the same experience I went through of like, this is okay. Like I, I'm like, it's almost like healing parts of themselves that they probably were really hard on themselves about. Mm -hmm. And, um, or just having some sort of closure that that was my experience. And that Mm. it's okay. I may not have been in the greatest state of mind or under a ton of stress and, yeah, we're not perfect humans, but just being able to define things that, like I've said, were otherwise undefinable and it just putting words to it, you yeah. know, like finally diagnosing, yeah. right? That's a good way to I'm put getting it. getting clarity. Clarity. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I love that. That's exactly what happens on these calls. Like that's why as soon as I have a, I'm working with someone new within like a couple weeks I've gotten much better about it but like within a couple weeks after I've gotten to know them and a few we've checked in a few times I'm like hey let's get on the call now we're here take this test and then set up a call for like the very next week oh you. <laughs> Lindsay needs to do that she's only done one one of her clients I have t- I think two coming your way next week <laughs> <laughs> Not 
valuable. <laughs> but they're so valuable. Yeah. Okay, so this is, we're going to kind of veer off from the Enneagram a little bit, just because I'm so curious on your perspective on, you know, because you started like this podcast is, you have so many ideas for every episode and what we talk about. So I feel like you have a good I think I've said this before, but like a good pulse on like general trends that you're seeing in the health and fitness industry um, and in different social media platforms. And you've been on social media. What we were talking about Instagram for like 2016. So I'm assuming you've been on it since then. So what are some. uh, One here, this is an interesting twist with you having the Enneagram expertise that you do have and that fired to like bring on that self-awareness into health and fitness yeah what is a trend that you've seen that you kind of wish wasn't a trend (laughs) in the health and fitness (laughs) industry we've talked about this so much but the the fast results I hate that we were I was just telling you about um an ad I've been seeing circling around TikTok was for Beyond Body Mm -hmm. and it's this book that and it's just the classic thing that anybody falls for. It's it's great marketing technique. It will get you quick money mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're on the business side of it. But it's this book that is fully customizable, which sounds really cool. Yeah. Right. And it I think it's I don't think it has workouts in it, but it's definitely surrounding food and like mm-hmm. meal plans, things like that. It sounds it checks a lot of boxes for people. Just tell me what to eat. You yeah, know, you get that a lot. Yeah. Um, but the way that they're advertising it is, oh, seeing the results after 30 days instead of a year. Like, oh, oh I hate that. And it, in the past, I would still be skeptical. But just knowing what I know now and, and being a client of Lindsay's, it makes me even more mad <laughs> because I've been a client for over a year now mm-hmm. and I don't have a six pack yet. I'm not in the perfect shape, but that's how they're advertising it mm-hmm. is results in 30 days instead of a year or seeing my friend's body after 30 days. Woo. Yeah. Like, okay. Let's calm down here. Like <laughs> it's probably a great product, but it's, let's just, pump the brakes just a little bit and it's basic it is false advertising because if yeah let's say you stick to it for to a t for 30 days Mm -hmm. will you see results and you've never done anything else in the past before absolutely you're gonna see results because your body will respond quickly yeah but no one's perfect and that will not happen <laughs> let's be honest let's just be real with ourselves here that you're not going to stick to it perfectly and that's okay mm-hmm. <laughs> because you have a life and you want to go out and enjoy drinks with your friends and husband or whatnot mm-hmm. um so having those that false perception of results mm-hmm. really makes me angry yeah because then i just realized like is there a second book you have to buy for month two i don't is know there a third book for month three Yo, you- yeah do you need no. like 85 years worth of books? Yeah. To what's, make this last? Yeah. What's after 30 days? Yeah. Well, yeah. Look, you're back at square one, not knowing what to do, you mm-hmm. know? So that's why coaching is super valuable. And I never not want to be coached. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Does that answer your question? Yeah, I did. Like, that is definitely the fast, like, fast trends. That is, I don't know. I feel like that's just going to be a battle we always have to be fighting. I feel, I feel with you're kind of going toward this question of 
trends that I've noticed Mm -hmm. in the past or now where it's going, I really feel like we're taking a better turn Mm -hmm. because there's more stuff like what we preach. There's more of that out there of realistic expectations and working on, you know, therapy and stuff like that isn't as taboo as it was with our parents' generation. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I think millennials are really that generation has really started to turn it around to be like this, we need to have realistic expectations. Let's work on our ourselves and our heart and our mindset. And yeah, there's always, like you said, there's always going to be the the people who want the fast money. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to preach fast results, you know, mm-hmm. take, eat this bar, drink this shake. And that's what you'll do this belly cleanse. Like, come on. <laughs> like, yeah. No. <laughs> so then that's, yeah. So that kind of, oh, I th- may almost answer the next question is like what are you seeing that now or lately that you wish would continue or what do you wish you would you could see more of in the health and fitness industry vulnerability Mm. you know a lot of what Casey does you know that's why she's popular (laughs) is that she she has a lot to say about um, the realistic the realism behind you know the competing industry and then just the health and fitness industry in general Mm -hmm. the what it really looks like behind the scenes and Instagram was fake for several years, but it's taking a fast turn Mm -hmm. to people being a lot more real. And it's a lot easier to point out the fakes. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of like those photoshop fails that those are so funny. (laughs) And it's, it's kind of what along that's, you don't see that a lot anymore because people want the realism, the authenticity, and Mm -hmm. that's starting to sell. If you're looking at it from a um, business standpoint, what, what's selling right now? Yeah. Fast results will always sell, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, but what also sells is personal stories, authenticity, vulnerability, like, because that is the human experience. And yeah. That's what I want to see more of. And I think it's going yes. down that path a little more. And that's why we started this podcast, right? To have, to grow that some more, to put that more out into the health and fitness world, more of what needs to actually happen. So here's a question for you. I feel like, like when my, my path was, when I started into the health and fitness industry was very focused on nutrition and fitness. I mean, if you think about the math behind fat loss or body composition, the math alone is really easy. Yeah. But then I realized for me, like I was binging, I was doing, I was losing body fat and binging. So I was like, the math works, but what the sustainability of it, that's where the mental and emotional piece comes in. So then I feel like I got really steeped into the mindset side of things. Mm. And I kind of put the nutrition and fitness off to the side or up on a shelf for a second. So I feel like, and let me know if you, if you see this or maybe you don't see it, but I feel like people are, it's, you're either in one or both camp, either one of two camps. You're either in nutrition and fitness and, you know, professing everything about that or your mindset. And you're like, you know, oh, you don't have to, you know, just very focused on don't be perfectionist. Don't be all or nothing. Like, you know, listen to your intuition, intuitive eating. It's all mindset. And then, but then like the other camp is, no, just do it, you know, like, um, work hard, play hard. Yeah. The grind. The grind. Right. I feel like there's no nice middle. Mm, Yeah. Do you see that? Or am I just seeing stuff Um, and making it up? (laughs) (laughs) Well, kind of like what I was saying was that we're really taking a turn for the better where those 
two things are starting to merge in a better oh. way because they're going to see both all the time probably mm-hmm. but i think we're really taking that that path toward finding the better balance and doing both and that's what you know if event project is all about and the basis behind the, that our, the coaching experience through us is, you know, working on that mindset, but also doing those external things, going on the walks, drinking the water, having the healthy meals, mm-hmm. things like that. So yeah, I, I see that more. Um, I'm not, I do, I don't really dig into like other people's like coaching stuff or other businesses. So I'm not like researching. <laughs> I do. Maybe that's why I brought it yeah. up. <laughs> what do, well then you, what is your answer to that? I feel like it's like very heavy one of two camps. I think like we are some, we are good about bringing being in that middle and bringing both like the math of fat loss and the mindset of like health. We're good about merging them. Um and I feel and I think we do it well. I think other companies try and this is I think this is me being biased. I don't think they do it as well as we do. No. But that's not biased at all. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like I still I think that I'm still surprised a little bit that I see some fitness companies out there with all the information we have available to us, you know, and coaches are, you know, they're now getting degrees in exercise nutrition, like legit master's degrees. Yeah. But it's still they don't talk about the mental emotional piece. It's still just the numbers. I'm like why I'm like, but if you want to help someone lose weight, you got to help them with the sustainability mm-hmm. piece and mental emotional. But then you get people who are, um, who don't know that math behind fat loss and health, not just fat loss, but, you know, in fact, uh, muscle gain, whatever the health goal is, health or fitness goal is, they're just so steeped in this form of therapy or this form of somatic, um, whatever. And you don't have to like that's then that that's all you need in order to lose weight. Yeah, you just have to think your way thin. You know <laughs> what I mean? So I feel like there's because I haven't seen. I mean, just me. Like I haven't seen much. And it may be out there, but I haven't seen much of a nice merge of those. Right. Two Not in like a massive way. Yeah. Like what's a what's a big company for example? Um, I mean like Beachbody level. Beach. I was just gonna okay. say yeah, Beachbody as can think of it off the top of my head but yeah like if if and when no mm-hmm. when <laughs> you know the fit fan project gets to that level of notoriety like people as a household name right oh okay yeah um i think it'll get to that point and if the like, beach body was that level you know i think because they've been around for a long time mm-hmm. right and a lot of the big companies that are on one spectrum have been around for a long time. And so this whole new theory and idea of merging the two is still really new. Uh, yeah. Right. Really is. Yeah. So we just need more of those companies to stick around a little longer like mm. us. And then it'll get to that place of people on the street. know the name everyone's heard of beach body, man. You just got me really excited for like the future. <laughs> See, I'm so good at that. <laughs> So I was like, oh my God, imagine if we replaced Weight Watchers. Oh, yeah. Not, or we replaced Beach Body. Not that we, I don't know, I wouldn't, I don't, I don't know when that would happen. Was but to like, that level of competition, you mean? Or that level of um, reliability, in, or like, like you said, a household name. Yeah. Because we get people results. Oh, good results. That girl who stopped me on the street, did I say that? 
in this recording? No, not in this recording. <laughs> you should tell everyone again. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, somebody stopped me and thought they're like, I see you in the gym like all the time crushing it. <laughs> and I'm like, well, thanks. Hi. Mm. She's like, what's your, are you a trainer? Like, what's your story? And I'm like, we're passing each other by. I'm like, oh, uh. <laughs> and so I was telling her about the Fit Fun Project. She's like, I think that sounds familiar. I'm like, is it? Um, is it? <laughs> knows but I didn't have my I led, had left my phone in my apartment so I was like I would have like been here's the Instagram give me your phone you click follow it's yeah. all you gotta do <laughs> so I was gonna do that but I said this is the name this fifth end project if you see me in the gym and you forget just just be like hey what was that again mm-hmm. you know so I didn't have my phone to like Anyway, Mark is all like oh you gotta find her and um you know be a salesperson like Mark it, it, it was just enough that somebody like saw me that often in the gym. Like it was a nice little compliment. Oh my gosh, I have such a have my moments. I know I'm such a gush for compliments. <laughs> well, for those of you who haven't seen Caitlin, she does have a nice. This in the previous recording, like she does have a phenomenal figure. Oh, like, thanks. it's just great. So it's definitely getting even better, believe it or not, <laughs> with Lindsay's help. Yeah, Lindsay's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, that was that was so cool. I'm so I feel like this was just me like with that picture of like the Fit Fun Project becoming a household name. That was really exciting. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. Yeah. Well, I actually I don't know. I don't if there's is there anything that you would want people to know? Kind of thinking more like maybe enneagram wise. If we touch back on that vulnerability piece, if you feel like someone kind of like if I were to put myself in my younger shoes thinking I was very hardcore, you know, just nutrition and fitness, just follow this plan and work out and everything will be fine. Someone in her shoes who didn't understand the vulnerability piece, what would you say to her that she, you think she would need to know? Um, that, (laughs) (laughs) that, um, yeah, if I see somebody being like, honestly, that was my experience with Casey. Because I saw how hardcore she was with, you know, competing. And obviously you have to be, if if it's your sport, it's your profession, you know, not knocking on that at all. Mm -hmm. But it's exactly what you just described. She's black and white. It's this way, hardcore Mm -hmm. competing lifestyle. My, this is her, that was her life. Mm -hmm. Everything revolved around that, which obviously it has to. Mm -hmm. So when I, I was like, this girl needs the Enneagram. Mm -hmm. And God bless her. Because uh, it's just, you could still have it in a way. You can have it all. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have that competition lifestyle as using Casey as an example. You can still be hardcore and serious about it, but you can also grow your heart, grow your vulnerability, you know, grow your self personally inside your vulnerability. Mm-hmm. You can have it all. Like people think, I think often believe that you can't get very far the more vulnerable you are oh yeah Yeah. like for example um crying is makes you weak vulnerability Mm -hmm. is for the weak Mm -hmm. it's actually quite the opposite you know and we we all always have that armor up and i think that's why i for a long time i came across the wrong way to people because i had this unnecessary armor Right. And that's what type eights are like. We think the world is out to get us because that's what we were taught. That was our experience as a kid. Something happened, whatever. 
And so the more I personally went through the vulnerability process and seeing Casey go through that too, uses these unnecessary armors starting to go down and guess how much easier your life is getting, you know, how much happier you, <laughs> how much happier you are. And, um, I, that's why I love it when people say you're so approachable, Kaylin. I'm like, really? <laughs> Cause it's taken a hell of a lot of work to get there <laughs> as much as like, you know, if somebody were to kind of break through my little barriers and get to know me and be like, Oh, you actually are approachable. You really aren't a bitch. <laughs> yeah. I was like that all the time. <laughs> So I that's what I would preach to anybody is that, you know, really work on that vulnerability, taking down those unnecessary walls mm-hmm. and learning about yourself is step one. That's why I love the Enneagram, because it teaches you where you're hiding your parts of yourself that mm-hmm. you don't need to and taking peeling back that onion. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's what I would say. And Casey is a great example, of just kind of seeing her evolve and work. She perfected this thing her her um what do you call it her profession she okay. perfected that she was at the top you know that was her career oh wait, it still is mm-hmm. um but of then herself of herself yeah. yeah and then um just seeing her take that switch to the other end of the spectrum too oh, yeah. seeing her grow and finding her spirituality and should i be talking about her this much <laughs> I asked a lot of questions about her because I yeah. wanted to know about like the I mean, history she's, of everything. Yeah, I've, I've said all this stuff to her, so it's not like <laughs> this is my version of talking behind somebody's <laughs> back, <laughs> seeing how beautiful and how much they've grown yeah. and blah blah blah. But yeah, is that that should answer your question quite well, I believe. Yeah, <laughs> no, that was really good. Thank you. Um, yeah, I don't know. This was fascinating. Hopefully, it was this fascinating. Is so- to- Nice. Yeah, but talking about me. <laughs> fascinating like to everyone as it was to me because I really like this not just speaking as like a client from the FitFem project, but like as a coach, like there's really there is something here and it's you know, it just I wanted to know the origin of it. And so I think other people do too because they're whenever they come across the FitFem project, whether it's by talking to someone like that girl did with you at the gym mm-hmm. or online on a social media platform it's like why isn't this only talking about eat these macros and do these workouts and that's it why is there more to it and I think it gets people curious and looking into themselves and like do I need to take a look at my stress do I need to take a look at you know what I'm unwilling to face or conversations I'm unwilling to have and the answer is yes but we create that safe space for them to at least start exploring that and then to know that if they do join the FitFam project to have someone like you an expert who literally lives and breathes this stuff to help walk them through that is like, you can like your health and fitness goals are as good as done. Yeah. It, believe it or not. It, so a little backstory, you you don't know Mm -hmm. when Katie was first developing the FitFem project and putting together the back end stuff, mm-hmm. you know, the website and the intake form and all this. At that time, I don't know if she's still doing it, but at that time she was going through this business program thing where you, you pay and you have um these a group of mentors mm-hmm. who help you develop your business and scale it. Yeah. Uh and so she told me that she put together her in- the first intake form and she put it in the Enneagram. What's your Enneagram? And you can put in, I don't know, but they advised her to not do that. Really? Yeah. She told me that. She's like, and that's what I love about Casey is that she just, she'll stick to her guns as much as I might hate it sometimes. <laughs> but she, she and that's the 
best thing about type eights <laughs> is the intuition. It's like, no, this needs to be in here. I yeah. don't know why, but this is something that I want to be. That's what she said. She wanted it to be a part of the experience was the Enneagram mm-hmm. stuff. And they told her to not do it because it wasn't necessarily necessary. And it was just another question that might throw people off or it's just too extensive. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like less questions, the better or something maybe. But yeah, can you believe that? They told her not to do it. Yeah. And like that just, that's what I'm talking about. There's that genius in what's woven into this program. It's just knowing what people need and helping them grow. Like I've, I've met with, or I've, I've spoken with people who have gone onto the website and taken the, um, or done the intake form and come across that question yeah. and they didn't, this person didn't fill out the form, but she did take the Enneagram test and she's like, I learned a lot about myself. Yeah. There's how she, and then she would ask questions about how does that work with health and fitness? And then I, you know, I tell them. Oh. So, but it's like, not only is it something that separates us, but it really is. Um, it's just something that honestly, I don't know if it, like, it's just something people need. There is more to health and fitness yeah. than just workouts and macros. You have to learn about yourself. And Yeah. And I think that's where people should really start. If we talked about this in a previous episode mm-hmm. or a future episode, who knows what order these will be published <laughs> in, <laughs> but for beginners, for example, like there's so much noise out there. Mm. Um, start with the basics, yeah. you know, and that's what I did. I just started, I just wanted to do something good for myself. I was sick and tired of trying to figure it out. I didn't have any direction. I don't pay attention to a lot of stuff. <laughs> and so I, I got so fed up to a point where I was like, I just want to, I just want to have a longer, happier, healthy life. Mm-hmm. What can I do to support that? Yeah. And as I water, I think that's pretty easy. That's we all know water's good for us, right? Mm-hmm. Let's do that. And then it just snowballed. And that I think that's the mindset a lot of people really should start out with or at least um evolve into is just the longevity of it. Yeah. You know, I'm not gonna, you know, whether or not I have a six pack as cool as that would be and as sexy as that would look in pictures on the beach. You know, I just at the end of the day, I just wanna not be in a wheelchair and not be a decrepit like bleh, old person you know here's a question yeah so that when you started drinking water did you already know about the enneagram or no no that was year 10 years ago so how has the enneagram helped you in your health and fitness oh that's a good question <laughs> um the big thing thing is I'm I'm a rule breaker <laughs> that's why coaching is really good for me because it keeps me in track and, and I think it doesn't apply to me that I can fudge this blur the lines a little bit to make it convenient for myself so I know that about me that um I'm a glass ceiling breaker mm-hmm. right and you gotta stick to the base you gotta stick to the plan like ugh, that's just so boring <laughs> so that's a big one that I've learned that um I can't the, the rules still apply to me you know the the laws of physics and health and fitness you know those like the math stuff so you're saying that you stopped fighting that because you knew yourself as a type a yeah and I, I still fight it <laughs> <laughs> maybe less fight it now. but when I first started with Zoe like I she um laid out like the workouts for example I didn't like it so I did what I wanted to do <laughs> and then Katie's like well there might be a reason why she has those specific workouts I'm like yeah but I don't like them <laughs> and I didn't necessarily communicate that to Zoe but I would 
I would change them out and train her eyes. So she saw what I was doing, but she never said anything. So I, I was like, well, she didn't say anything. So I guess I can keep doing my thing. What the F am I paying for? You know? <laughs> so that, that's a big one. Um, I should think about that more. But yeah, that's maybe just with the workouts, but there's also like, there's the nutrition side. How is the Enneagram? How is being, knowing you're a type A and what your personality is like, how has that shown up in how consistent you are or inconsistent or anything with nutrition that you feel has changed since knowing you're a type A? Um, so I've learned a lot in the sense of it. How do I say this? Like, it's okay to be me and that I am a per. I am a type that crushes goals. I'm a type that is fearless. I'm a type that does, you know, achieves things mm-hmm. easily and with, you know, a lot of success. But that necessarily hasn't been my experience in my life because of how I grew up. Mm-hmm. I was taught to be quiet. I was taught to suppress so much of myself and mm-hmm. to be somewhat timid, to stand up for myself, to take the initiative and just to run and go for it. Mm-hmm. As much as that is a part of who I am, it was just suppressed a lot in me. So learning about the Enneagram and the um, health and fitness stuff is that oh, I can be as intense as I want to be. This is kind of oh, cool, you yeah. know? Like, I can do this. And then, yeah, <laughs> I have my weak points where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have wine tonight. I know I shouldn't, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> um, so that really leaning into that part of myself that was otherwise suppressed a lot mm. as a kid. And that's mm. what one thing, like kind of said earlier, would make me so angry how much I was told to not be myself. Mm-hmm. It sounds super traumatic and horrible. But I had a great childhood. <laughs> Wouldn't trade it. it for anything. But yeah, so that is, and that's what I've learned a lot from Casey. And I've told her this, that her and I are so funny because she's learning a lot about the heart, emotional stuff and the mm-hmm. spirituality. And I'm learning more of the traits that she's already developed really well, mm-hmm. which is taking the initiative and um, being assertive and running and going and not, and being a lot more fearless mm-hmm. um, because that was her experience growing up. And that mm-hmm. wasn't my experience. You see what I mean? Yeah. So I've learned that from her and just kind of, even though it sounds weird, but when I say I don't stand up for myself a lot, because that's what people see that I'm a very like stand up for yourself person, but yeah. you'd be surprised how much I don't, especially like growing up and how much I have to like hold back because I don't know how it's going to come across to people. I don't know. You know, yeah. <laughs> so I, I shut up a lot. <laughs> huh. I know. So relating it to health and fitness is that, okay, I can really do that. Like I am somebody who achieves goals. Like that, that's it. That's just who I am. Mm-hmm. And that, so this experience has really taught me to lean into that more and be more fearless. Now that I have all the tools, mm-hmm. there's honestly no excuse. <laughs> that's what, yeah. That's like where you like, just trust yourself yeah, to do it. And like, you got to finesse and make it work for you, but you don't have to work on the trusting yourself part. Mm-hmm. And that's a big part to work on. Huge, huge. And I always have to remind myself of that too. Like with anything, just kind of have to constantly remind yourself and yeah. it's okay. Give yourself a lot of grace. And I say that in the Enneagram calls, like mm-hmm. just giving yourself grace will take you really far in your yeah. life, yeah. right? You stop getting in your own way. Yeah. <laughs> How is it for you being a, learning the Enneagram stuff? And 
your experience because it's still pretty new to you it is but I what I the biggest lesson has been to lighten up um yeah it's like I can get may not look it on the outside but on the inside I'm like it's like chaos with if like (laughs) if I eat something that I didn't plan like it's that huge perfectionist behavior um but when I would instead of beating myself up and binging the rest of the day I would say or even feeling that way it's just the feeling really that would bother me so much I'd recognize and say okay hang on hang on let's just pause this is not a big deal yeah (laughs) and so that's where the Enneagram really helped me um like put words to how I was feeling Mm -hmm. yeah and it gave me that clarity and so I stopped being afraid of myself of my own like emotional reactions and but instead of acting from and instead of avoiding something because of you know I got scared about something I'd be like hang on let's Let's just look at the facts here. And that's really helped me. I've grown immensely in my own, like, um, I've gotten stronger at listening to myself. And that's actually helped me be a much better coach for my clients because they can bring me any emotion. I'm like, I got you. When normally it would be really overwhelming. At the beginning of my career as a health and fitness coach, like I I would tell myself if she cries, I have to find a way to not. I have to find a way to deviate and not go there. Oh. But now I actually, um, like, I will ask yeah. I'm like, you need to get those tears out because otherwise you're going to eat them. So, <laughs> but it's yeah. been so helpful because they're like, man, I needed that. I needed to just get clarity on that part that I was struggling with. And it's just, it's been immensely helpful. That's good. I like that. And yeah, for me growing up, surrounded by boys mm. there was always that mentality of someone else is doing it someone else is like they they were the one who's who did the sports and all of our time was about that and so I was kind of in the background like not necessarily like I don't matter but they'll do it there's always somebody else yeah um, I don't have to so I wasn't necessarily oh well my parents did challenge me to like oh take up a sport you follow through with your piano lessons you know stuff like that but it was just always about you know it was still that traditional mentality of you know men and women the midwest and Mm -hmm. you know knowing your place Mm -hmm. it sounds extreme but there's still that underlying you know messages you know Mm -hmm. right in a pretty traditional home uh, you probably you, you grew up in South America. It's still really like that. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Where men is like the, you know, I've read. Where was it? Where in in Latin American households, a lot of the pairings is a type eight man, and a type four woman. Oh, okay. does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm a three wing four. Yeah. So I can. Yeah. Isn't that interesting that they see that a lot in that culture? Oh man, that where'd you read that from? I cannot remember. That would be amazing to study cultures in the Enneagram. Where was that? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's always cool to ask and dive into that a little bit more. Like this might be more cultural ner- nature yeah. versus nurture. Oh, like you were saying, dive deeper, uh-huh. like the instincts and the very, very variants or yeah, yeah, like culture, yeah. Oh my goodness. With the instincts, um, I'll give you a good example because Casey and I, <laughs> um, so we're the same type, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a, we're both type eights, but we have two different instincts. So there's this, the self-preservation, the social and sexual instincts. Okay. Casey is a self-pres eight and okay. I'm a sexual eight. Okay. Not sexual like you guys, you perverts are thinking, <laughs> but <laughs> so a good example of the way to break down the social instinct I'm still learning about because it's pretty close in relation to the sexual one. But if Casey and I were to walk into a party, a big group, Mm -hmm. a room or whatever, our 
motivations are going to be very different okay. walking into that. She's going to find somewhere to sit probably uh, like self-preservation. Okay. Pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Like she'll, she wants to take care of herself mm-hmm. while I walk into this party and be like, who do I know? Oh, okay. Who can yeah, I sit yeah. down and talk to and have, you know, these kinds of conversations and just let, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the big difference where we're the same personality type, but the reason why we make this decision is for completely two different reasons. She might be doing it because this will support my safety and my comfort mm-hmm. while I'll make the decision because, oh, um, it, I, it, it draws me closer to somebody. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yep. So that's yeah. kind of like... You can really get into the nitty gritty with all that. Yeah. Oh, that would be, we may have to talk more about that on some other episode or so. They probably, I hope so. Yeah, but, we, um, we will. I mean, this has basically been an Enneagram call. <laughs> well, I, I hope, hopefully it was a little more than that because it, is, it was it like, is. I know I did ask a lot about it, but I just wanted people to know about your, like you, you're part of the history of the Fit Femme Project. Like from the very beginning. Wow, and... I'm making history. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I'm one of the newest members to come on board. And so it just, I wanted like people to see just how like things through my eyes, but also things through your eyes. Yeah. So Aww. hopefully they got that. Through yeah, this was your idea. This is so sweet. Yeah. I like what I'm being interviewed. <laughs> yeah, you guys will come across Caitlin in the future. But thank you so much for joining us. And yeah, yeah we'll see you all next time. Yeah. We'll talk to you next Until time. next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the FFP Alignment Podcast. Please support us by downloading, rating, and recommending us to your friends and family. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at the Fit Femme Project. That's F-I-T-F-E-M-M-E Project. And for those of you looking to find their essential balance of lifestyle and fitness, book a free consult by going to thefitfemproject.com. That's F-I-T-F-E-M-M-E Project.com and click apply now. Until next time, this is the FitFem Project Alignment Podcast.